This is the Summer Camp Chronicles, a podcast where one camp old-timer and one young camp professional explore what makes summer camp so special to so many people. This season, we're featuring your camp stories. Join us on the podcast to tell us about your camp experiences, everything from the funniest and most inspirational to the grossest and most embarrassing. Check out our latest topic prompts and submit your story at summercampchronicles.com. This is Ben. And I'm Eric. We're back. Episode two. Eric, I don't want to jump the gun, but episode one was fun and the theme was great. Like, I'm already enjoying this. Yeah, Season I love this great. format. I, lo- I mean, as you know, I didn't want it to be all us talking. So having other people talk and us just getting to like interview them is so much fun. And as we thought, there's a lot of crazy shit going on out there at camps all over Nuts. the country. And Nuts. people are great storytellers. I mean, it's been great really good storytellers like i i know i said on the air of like i'm in it but like i truly am I, when i listen back it's really fun to to listen to and i'm just excited to hear more i'm, I'm excited for cringe i really want cringe like heroic cringe. was cool because like it yeah. was like, like oh like it gets your blood boiling and, and really amped up but like cringe is one thing we really enjoy on the show and that's well, this theme this week i was gonna say speaking of cringe that today's theme is the, the prompt that we put out there was the most embarrassing moment at camp so, and this man. could also go anywhere, right? Like heroic went anywhere, but like embarrassing could truly go anywhere in camp capacity. Yeah. Yeah. The first thing that came to mind for me was like, gee, did I have a moment where like I went out in my underwear and everyone saw it? Like I can't access a memory exactly, you know, the sort of traditional I was on stage and, you know, whatever kind of moment. But I, I'm sure we'll hear some of that. Yeah. Like even thinking back on mine, like, I definitely had a good time. Definitely, you know, had a few beers on my nights off and days off, and and you know, obviously met met someone at camp. So had times where I was like sneaking around and 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 getting up to shenanigans. But embarrassing. I feel like I'm I'm a little too much of a goody two shoes or responsible, or just never got caught. Maybe yeah. one of the two. Because yeah. I feel like this episode could be a lot of people getting caught doing something. Or yeah, the traditional. I got seen naked, or I was uh, you know, I forgot. I forgot my director's name or something like that. Right, right. Oh, I mean, I mean, for me, I'm embarrassed almost every single day at camp. Our camp has this amazing gathering after dinner every night called Evening Meeting. And it's this like Quaker style community building thing where people, you know, sort of speak about other people's accomplishments and so forth. And and Debbie and I are with the director. So we sit in front and our job is to call on people. And as the director, I'm supposed to know everybody's name. And for the first <laughs> I'll I'll be generous to myself and I'll say ten days of camp. I don't have all the names down. That is you hide mortifying. it so well though. It is you mortifying pick kids... every single night. Like I wake up in the morning sweating about evening meeting. So really, I, guess, I did not know that because yeah. you 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 play it well because that as someone that's been on the other side watching, you don't look like you don't know. I'm assuming you just pick kids that you know their name, which is hilarious. Uh, as is true for my entire camp career, I picked a great partner who yep. uh, is amazing in lots of ways and compliments my 
skill set perfectly or supplement, whatever it is. Yeah. So like I do a lot of whispering. I like as one person is going, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna call the kid in the back row and the white shirt and she'll go, that's Sam. <laughs> it's Jack. And I, and I go, Jack. Sam. And everyone's like, yes. wow, he's great. <laughs> Actually, before we jump into you know our stories today, what what is fascinating is like what's I've had more embarrassing moments as a director, like on our side of the fence. This happened to me yesterday, Eric, and I forgot to tell you, this is horrific. So we're calling families that um, we're offering a spot. Like right now, we're, you know, families have applied. I just want to say like, I call the family and say, hey, we've got a spot for your daughter. Um, would you like to lock that in? Which is great, but the I'm not a part of the process of getting that sheet before I make the call. I get given a sheet by the admin team and they're like, Ben, make these calls. I got a sheet yesterday and it said um, the two names and there were sisters. It had a handwritten thing, sisters. And it was a, an Indian last name. So I call the mom and I say, hey, your, your two girls are in, so-and-so's in for fifth grade, and then your older one for seventh grade, she's actually going to be you know, on the wait list. She's number one. So just hang tight. We're going to see if we can get her spot open. Mom's like so stoked. And she's like, but Ben, one one thing is I've only got one daughter. The, the <laughs> second daughter you said is not mine. As she's saying this, I look down at the sheet. One's from Tampa Bay. One's from Chicago, Illinois. Like I'm a fucking idiot. Like why did no. I not just check that before I made the call? But this mom is like, you idiot. Like what? why oh, do you not do your homework before you call me so that was embarrassing and i've had yeah. more of those moments as a as a kind of leader in camping than i did You're as right. a that, oh god that reminds me i this may be my most embarrassing moment at camp embarrassing is like one word for it there are other words but i, I had to make a camper phone call a parent phone call from camp i think it was our first summer as directors at aquila and uh it was like so many things had gone wrong. We had done so much wrong as a camp that you have to pick up that phone and just tell yeah. parents, like, I just want to tell you this, like, I suck basically. Right. <laughs> so I don't know if you know the story. What happened was we, so we were really small at that time. We had like 40 campers. So we had, we still have hike days for every kid yep. every week, but at the time it was just one hike day. So the entire camp goes out one day a week, goes on a hike. So we sent this the entire camp out on a hike uh, over in New Hampshire, about an hour from camp. And uh, we got a call from the counselors who were leading the hike to say that one of the campers was stung by a bee and he had a bee allergy. Oh, no. And so they were taking him to the hospital. So it's like, okay, like, you know, he's, he's okay. He's breathing. Everything's okay. And, uh, and so I got in the car and went to the hospital to meet the campers so that they could bring all right. the vehicles back with the rest of the kids. Right. Totally. Sounds fine. Right. But here's what actually happened. So they're, they're starting the hike. Camper gets stung by a bee and he starts to say, I'm allergic. And I, I, you know what? I'm feeling like my tongue is swelling and I, I'm actually, I'm having a hard time breathing. He's like panicking. Yeah. Um, and so the counselors like well-trained, they're like, okay, like it's going to be okay. Um, so they take out an EpiPen because he's complaining of all the classic symptoms mm. and uh, they give him the EpiPen injection. Oh my God. Within two seconds, he says, you know what? I feel a lot better. That was really amazing. I think I'm totally fine. That didn't even really hurt. And they're like, well, that's because you're a champ. Yeah, way to go. Like, you know, you're such a tough kid. And, and he's like, yeah, I, I didn't really feel it. And, and, and you're like, I, I'm totally fine now. So the counselor who, who administered the EpiPen is like, you know, encouraging him because he's like such a tough kid, whatever. He looks down. It wasn't the actual EpiPen. It was the trainer. The fake one. The fake one. So it had no needle in it. So it looks like an EpiPen. You jab <laughs> it clicks and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It clicks and everything. No needle comes out. No epinephrine is, is administered. Um, 
so meanwhile, the kid's like, I'm fine. I can totally breathe. Everything's no problem. Straight up placebo so, effect. Right. So, um, oh, I think what I forgot to say is I think, I think on his medical form was potentially, his parents said be allergy first strategy, you know, first, um, uh, instruction is to give Benadryl and then if necessary, EpiPen. Then the a fake nurse, EpiPen, then yeah. an EpiPen. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Right. The nurse forgot to pack Benadryl for that hike. So the first thing they do is like, he's, he's like, he's had, having anaphylaxis. They're looking, there's no Benadryl. So shit. they're like, oh shit. So they give him the EpiPen, which of course is not an EpiPen. He's immediately better. It doesn't even hurt, whatever. Um, so then they, then he goes to the hospital. I have to go get him at the hospital. On the way back from the hospital with him, I got pulled over. I got a speeding ticket. No. Yeah. So I'm in the car. First of all, like I wouldn't even do that now. You would never be in a car alone with a camper. I don't know no, you can't, why right. at the time I was yeah. like, yeah, this is totally normal. So I'm driving him back um, to camp. And it, I, by the way, I wasn't like, going fast, but with some of these small New Hampshire towns, like right. the speed limit drops to 15. You know, so They I'm probably going, see the foreign plate and they're like, where yeah, yeah. is an out of state plate? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Right. I'm going, you know, 25 or whatever in a yeah. 15 or whatever it was. But, but still, like I got pulled. It was a long yeah. process, you know, the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so I had to call home and say to the parent all of those things. Oh, Your no. son went out on a hike. He got stung by a bee. We no had Benadryl. no Benadryl. We gave him an EpiPen. Actually, we, there was no EpiPen. There was no epinephrine. There was actually no needle in it at all. Um, I went and got him by myself. We got a speeding ticket on the way home. And by the way, he's not allergic to bees. <laughs> Just FYI. <laughs> you don't know your son. Yeah. Jeez. Terribly embarrassing phone call to make. How did the parents receive it? Are they cool? They're like, oh, you're an idiot. Uh, they didn't say I was an idiot, but clearly, I mean, how could they be thinking otherwise? Uh, yeah. I, it was not his last summer at camp, so that's good. Yeah, they, they yeah. you know we survived it. But now that we say that, I've definitely we've had more embarrassing. I can only assume more embarrassing on the other side because sometimes we're covering up for a stupid thing a staff member's done. Yeah, but hopefully this episode we get to jump in and listen to the actual stupid things the staff have done. Maybe not stupid. That's harsh. Just the sincere, embarrassing, innocent, maybe non-innocent um, stories. So should we jump into it? Yeah, let's do it. Am I here? What's Welcome. up? How you doing? I am good. I'm good. I'm nervous uh, to be on nervous. my podcast. Yeah. What for? You've podcasted before, right? I've done one podcast episode before and I was so nervous then that I talked way too fast. And then on listening back, I was like, no one, no one is going to enjoy this. They're going to have to put uh, it on like 0.5 speed. Well, from what I'm already hearing... You're great. Like you've got a fantastic voice. That's this fine. podcast probably has the the fewest. I mean, whatever happens, happens. Whatever it doesn't matter. You can you can talk fast. You can talk slow. Talk yeah. Okay. Um. So this some context. This is my first summer at at American summer camp. So I was a wee little freshy, uh, and it is an all girls camp. So, um, everyone there is is a girl and um everyone that summer was uh in love with the camp nurse um including me so she was just like she was cool she wore cutoffs and uh she had like strong arms so everyone was really in love with her sorry to interrupt (laughs) i think for a lot of people when they hear camp nurse they're picturing like a like a 65 year old like school nurse tell us a little bit about this nurse that's not the case. Uh, she had just taken her NCLEX, which is like the nursing exam. So she was like the freshest nurse ever. Freshy. Um, yeah. She was fresh. She was like 22. Um, 
So like a little bit, a little bit older than most of the staff, like one, two, three years. Um, and she played basketball and uh, she was funny and the kids loved her and people would like pretend to be sick to, to get to hang out with her. Uh, it was like, I swear, one kid sprained her ankle and I think she she threw herself because she wanted to hang out with this, this nurse so much. Um, so everyone was just like so, so in love with her, um, including me, including little little Irish newbie. Yeah. Um, so Great story. Thanks. I guess. Yeah. And that was it. <laughs> and we got married and here we are today. No. Uh, so this was. All summer, I'd been like, okay, I'm going, I'm going to be the winner. Like, I'm gonna be the winner of um, camp nurses' affections. And so this was um, on my birthday, which is like the, close to the end of summer, really. On my birthday, she invited me to hang out in her tent. Um, I know. Big, and was she living big, in a tent, or she just had a like a recreational tent? Okay, so uh, it's a rustic camp. So I think like you know, over a hundred years old and nice. lots of us lived in tents. I lived in tents. Uh, so platform tents, big. Like oh, big so it wasn't abnormal tents. for her to invite you to her tent because that's where she no. lived. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I need to explain this actually. So all of the administrative staff, directors, nurse, maintenance people, like all of the, the kind of camp leaders lived in what we called tent city. Uh, and it was like this little cluster of tents and yurts and it was where all like the leadership people lived. So she lived there and platform tent is like this huge canvas. It's held up by like three poles, sticks, whatever. Uh, and you can fit four like twins in it. It's a large structure. Nice. But she had, she was the only person that lived there. She was, it was her place. Yeah. Okay. It was her place. Uh, and she had like put up cool, you know, tie dye canvas things and it was like just so cool uh so i i got to i got the invite to go there on my birthday and i went we were hanging out it was going well uh you know it was it was getting romantic uh so going well is terms for things were getting a little steamy oh yeah it was it was right. warm it was hot inside the tent <laughs> <laughs> and um i like heard this rustle uh of the canvas and i like we're like laying in bed and i turned around and there was a skunk inside the tent with us and i like lost it. i like screamed and hopped out of bed and i obviously scared the skunk uh, were you, were you fully and clothed? i was i was depended i had i was i was pantless okay <laughs> hang on well, so you heard the noise first look over and there is a skunk inside the tent minding his tent. own business no eye contact full no. not not minding his own business like full eye contact with me uh he was curious um and so i jumped up made a lot of noise scared him and he started spraying or she i don't know their gender uh started spraying and so i tried to leave the tent but um the the tent flaps were tied closed both of them and I was like like just trying to get out so bad at, that I knocked 
the the tent pole that was holding up the whole structure I like knocked it out of the way so like the tent fell on top of all three of us me her and, and the skunk and the spraying uh, skunk spraying skunk screaming person she was really calm actually I don't know she was just laying there uh, sounds amazing this is girl spraying skunk and so like the tent is falling and I like crawl I like emerged from the tent mess stinking of pantless by the way no pantless yeah uh into like the middle of tent city and the directors like my program director my boss like i was a rope staff so like my boss was there everyone was there and i like just crawled out of of smelling like like a skunk smelling like a skunk without pants that is Hang on, let's rewind because you also said that the nurse didn't seem too alarmed that the skunk was in the tent and yeah. the tent flaps were tied shut. Yeah. Tents aren't that big. Let's be honest. Did she know the skunk was in the tent? How do you not know that there is a large She did. Animal? She like she must have because it was right there. Everything stopped. Like our activities stopped uh for us to look at the skunk and I started screaming. So maybe she froze or maybe she's just cool under pressure she's probably just too cool under pressure but she emerged so the the side i was trying to leave where i collapsed it she like emerged from the other side that had kind of like stayed up so she just like did a cooler job than me of like emerging probably with pants on yeah so how how did you handle like (laughs) it, it seems like i mean you're bringing this up as an embarrassing story it seems like people knew that you would sort of been caught you know, for lack of a better yeah. term, like like in in this in this situation where it clearly you've been in the nurse's tent and you guys have been fooling around, like did did you did people name that? Like did you acknowledge that or did just walk away? Like what happened next? Well, first of all, I was in trouble for not being in my unit with my kids. Mm. Uh, so that was like number one crime. Uh, Number two is waking them all up, like all of these like older people. And I I was like screaming, which isn't like me. Like you both know me. I'm like a cool person. Um, so, so that's, that called, was, that's called dead air, by the way, when you say that, that you're I'm a cool person, then no one said anything. That, you both nodded. No, I was nodding. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was nodding. I was nodding. <laughs> this is audio. You both nodded. Like very enthusiastically, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I was in trouble for that. Um, and then I stank. And so the next morning, actually, I was sitting at breakfast, like with my kids. Uh, and the maintenance guy, like sneaked up behind me. And he just like came on my shoulder and like, and just like <laughs> smelled me. <laughs> and walked away. He didn't say anything. He just sniffed oh, me. Did your kids not say, like, you stink? Because you had to go yeah, back and sleep in a tent, right? <laughs> Yeah, I had to go back and I showered. I went to the shower house and like I tried to get it off. I did like the best I could, but it just, it, it lingers, you know, it's, it's stuck oh around me. Oh my God, did it impact the future interactions with nurse? Uh, No. Ah, no, there we like, go. It was, it almost made it better. Now we had like this, this uh, trauma bond. So, yeah. so were, were you a couple? Did you win? Did you capture her heart? Or was this just yeah, a one time thing? It was worth it because I won. Uh, and then we did it for two years. So wow, nice. And you and the the fact that she had a pet skunk was enough of a base flag <laughs> that you guys just maintained it. Yeah, uh, she had a couple. She was she did say she was like, yeah, they they come in sometimes. You like have to be cool. Uh, 
but it was definitely like my most embarrassing moment. That's, I mean, this could be most embarrassing. It could be best first date or worst first date. I don't know which. Right. I mean, amazing first date. Most uh, also getting a camp director, Matt. Imagine being a director yeah. in Tent City and then one of your counselors, when she's meant to be on duty, crawling out half <laughs> naked, smelling like a skunk, screaming. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I was their favorite. I was their favorite counselor, so I made it worse. They were like, why does it have to be you? Like, why did you have to do this? But then I'm sure they were happy when they found out you were hooking up with the nurse. Then they were like, oh, this checks out. Yeah, this is right. yeah we get it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There, there's so much in the story that's foreign to me. But like, I think maybe at the top of the list is this tent thing. Like, Ben, you're clearly struggling to understand that also. No like windows. I just don't understand no windows. Some of your so dumb questions you're, about the tent. But even like, without the skunk. Sorry, go ahead. No, it's we're, we're from camps where they have like cabins and like, you know, like mm-hmm. you can't like accidentally knock down a cabin to try to get out of it. Like the, the whole, that just, the whole thing is so fascinating. Yeah, but they're, but they're, they're sturdy structures typically. Sturdy. They have windows. Because down the pole someone... that holds up the tent on the way out right. the door. <laughs> they don't, they don't have windows. Well, that's the thing. If you're hooking up with someone, even without the skunk, in a tent with no windows, that gets pretty steamy and sometimes a little smelly. So like with a skunk, no yeah, windows. You're, you're still picturing a camping tent. Yeah, yeah so I need to picture it's like not, big it's not that kind of tent. tent. There's airflow because they, they don't zip close. They tie closed. Right. So, so there's three string ties and the airflow kind of comes through them. And they're on platforms. They're on wooden platforms. So air can also like come up right. through the bottom. It's more like a yurt than a tent. Yeah, it's legit. Okay. Because mm-hmm. if you were in a like a $50 REI tent with a skunk and just one other person, that's a nightmare. Yeah. And that's not what it was. <laughs> I feel like you need everyone listening needs to like Google platform tent. No, I, I admit that like I, we're the naive ones. I'm sure most people listening are like, you're fucking idiots. Like, yeah. have you not been to a regular <laughs> camp? Like yeah, our camps are just rich. fancy camps. You, you know? glamp like, yeah, Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, that is golden. Hey, the happy the happy ending is that you you and the nurse hung out, and 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 it worked, which is good. The, two it's years, like a, good for you. What, yeah. Last question, like you really got to know this person. She wasn't no longer like this sort of like imaginary cool nurse. So like after two years, was mm-hmm. she as great as you thought she thought she was? Uh, no, because she cheated on me. Uh, and is is awful is an awful person she's still cool like you know you look at her you're like that that's a cool person uh wouldn't recommend getting to know her any deeper than that so and has pet skunks which both of those are red flags yeah yeah i mean i it was a, and fun you were, story. You were a young fresh camp counselor right like i'm assuming you weren't yeah it was my first younger year. than her. I, yeah i was 20 uh it was my tw- it was my 21st birthday Oh, congrats! Birthday. So, what a, what a uh, present! And did you go back? Did you go back home after the summer and do like a long distance thing with her? Yeah, I went home. She stayed on the east coast, and then we did long distance. And then we both worked at camp for like two more summers together. Nice. So my last question yeah. is: How long did it take to get the skunk smell out? You you weren't getting on the plane back across the Atlantic, still smelling, right? No, no, but it was a long time. Like I'm gonna say. A week. I'm gonna say a week, oh and like I'm a God. I'm a daily shower. I'm a daily like hair scrubber. Did, did and... you do like they always say like you got to do tomato juice? There's all these like yeah. home remedies. You do any of that stuff or just soap and water? Just soap. I, this is nonprofit life. Like the, we only had <laughs> so, we barely had soap, and sometimes we had to do a lake shower. So that is uh, it was hilarious. Soap. That had a little bit of everything. Just as she was talking, we like all these things came up. It was her 21st birthday. 
yeah. it was basically a first date. It was incredibly embarrassing. She probably wild animal. Like it, it was so camp specific. Like in yeah, and wild animal. I it mean, great. And she's brave. I mean, she not only lived through it, but she just told everybody she yeah. was like not wearing any pants and yeah, crawling out of a tent, smelling like a skunk. <laughs> Yikes! All right, Ben, we have a good one coming up here. We have another story about someone's most embarrassing moment at camp, and uh, this person has determined they would not like to be anonymous. So you're going to call the person by name and hear their story. And this is somebody that you know. So great. I'm excited. Let's, let's get them in. Here they are. Hey, Ben. Deb, what's up? How you doing? Good. Good to see you. What a pleasant surprise. Welcome <laughs> on the show. Do, ben, do yeah. you want to explain who this is? This is <laughs> Debbie, Eric's wife uh, and my former director uh, at Aquila and uh, a very fond friend. So this is such a pleasant surprise to have Deb on. Yeah, it's my first, my podcasting debut. I'm so honored, guys. You're well, natural. You sound you sound like you're a natural <laughs> in the microphone. Oh, thanks. Thanks. And uh, so, Debbie, you, uh, you have a story about an embarrassing moment at camp, I hear. I do. You know, it's not one of those like, ew, gross, embarrassing. It's just one of those moments that I think a lot of people can probably relate to because this is a story from my first ever summer at sleepaway camp. I was eight years old. And uh, I was uh, nervous about going to sleepaway camp. So my parents sent me to to camp with my older sister, who's four and a half years older. Um, And uh, it was a theater camp. It's a camp that still exists. It's called Camp Balabay. It's a great camp. And um, the idea is that kids who are more artistic can go to camp and, and be with other artsy kids. And I loved it. I was really into theater uh, at the time. And um, I think if I remember correctly, and remember I was eight and I'm not eight anymore, uh, you got to audition for a show and most kids were just cast in one show. Um, but I was cast in two shows. I was cast in a show um, as the lead for like the little kids shows, like the junior camp show. But I was also cast in a very minor role in like the big kids show. And Ooh. I thought that was like the coolest thing, right? To be like an eight-year-old getting to be on stage with all these big kids and the big director and the big stage. And so um, I unfortunately spent most of my time focused on the show with the big kids. And I did not learn my lines for the show where I was the lead. And the show was the cat in the hat. And I was the cat. And um, Ben, I know you're not from the States. I don't know if Dr. Seuss is a big deal in Australia, but huge, massive. Yeah. So here in the States, most people know most of the lines for uh, Dr. Seuss books. Um, Unfortunately, the cat in the hat was not one that my mom read to us a lot when we were little. So I actually didn't know uh, any of the lines. And it was opening night, and I don't think I realized as the the wee little eight-year-old that I was that this was a pretty big deal. And uh, I remember I was dressed up. I think I was wearing, like, black tights and a black leotard, and I think my sister was putting, like, cat makeup on me, and I had the big top hat on, you know? And I got out onto stage, and I didn't know any of my lines. And... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and this uh, the whole camp's there watching it? Whole camp's watching. I'm getting uncomfortable sitting, listening to this. Yeah. And I, all I know is that still, I'm 46 years old 
I'm 46, right? Yeah, I think I'm 46 years old. I still have dreams, nightmares about being on stage and not knowing any lines. And I I believe that um, I made up a lot of lines on the spot. And of course, they had to rhyme. So, um, <laughs> no. you know, I was just sort of going along with it and doing the best I could. I, you know, I guess I was a pretty good improv actress at the time, but um, I, I sort of still feel badly for all of those other kids who had learned their lines and were waiting for me for their cues. And, um, yeah, that was my first ever. Who probably wanted experience. to be the cat firstly. Right. Exactly. And but I like, want to unpack this. There's a couple of questions <laughs> I, I have. Firstly, was there no rehearsal or dress rehearsal where the director or the other characters or other actors were like, Deb knows nothing or you just winged it. You somehow scraped through. I think there were some discussions about like, Debbie, you've got to learn your lines type thing, but clearly not enough to motivate me or not enough time. You know, you know, Ben at like camp, these shows get put on probably in a Last matter minute. of week, like yeah, yeah, days, week. I don't know. I was well, only I also at- trust your ability to reassure them all that you're going to have it. You've got it. You got it <laughs> under control. But what it fascinates me, I mean, Ben, you and I know Debbie pretty well. I guess you could argue I know her better. But uh, you're someone who's like really, really diligent about being prepared. Like if we have a difficult parent phone call to make or a conversation with a camper or a staff member, like Debbie wants to rehearse those. Like how how yeah. much have you changed over the years that you were like, yeah, I'll figure it out on stage. Well, there's probably a reason for that. And right, this right. is the source. This is the yeah. root. Those nightmares. Maybe, yes. maybe, yeah. I mean, I also think, you know, camp is one of those things where there's so much pulling you in different directions. Um, this was a camp that had kittens every summer. There are some camps they have puppies and, uh, you know, in the eighties um, they had barn cats and they, you know, gave birth and kids got to go take care of the kittens and then take beg their parents to take them home um, at the end of the summer, which of course I did. And my parents promptly said, absolutely not. But I was very distracted by lots of different things that were great that were going on at camp. Um, and so I was probably playing with the kittens and, you know, ma- I made uh, some pottery that's still wandering around my parents' house these days. So I think Pardon I was me. just having a great time at camp and Cat in the Hat was just a small slice of the pie for me. When you're eight I years old, the, you get the by, chronic long term trauma that it's left on you. It's I know. so impressionable. Isn't that funny that like I still think about it to this day? And this is a story <laughs> of embarrassment that's entirely of your own making. You know, I mean, mm. it's like, oh, I went up there and, you know, my fly was open or this happened or that <laughs> happened. No, like you were unprepared and you suffered yeah. the consequences. Yeah. And maybe, and maybe that's like Ben said, maybe that's why I'm a much more prepared person. So thank you to camp for teaching me this valuable lesson of when you make a commitment to follow through and do your part, right? Like, you know, that's one of the totally. beauties of camp. Deb, this is the best because it, firstly, I just, it was such a treat to get you on, but I've heard so many of you original camp stories, but none of the embarrassing ones because you're usually such a successful, high-achieving, organized person. So it's a good look behind the curtain. Well, thanks. Yeah, my first ever camp experience. And I have to say, it was an experience that I'm I'm laughing about it now, but I was was pretty homesick. So the fact that I got to be Cat in the Hat at all was, you know, was a good thing. So- Kind of cat in the Thank you to- Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) Thank you to Camp Balabe for my first camp experience. And thank you to Debbie for sharing your story with us. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Good to see you, Ben. Yeah, you the best. Likewise. Talk to you soon. See you soon. Bye. Bye. I want to linger a little longer. 
The Summer Camp Chronicles is hosted by me, Eric Sassone, and by Ben Jerez. If you like what you hear, please tell your friends, give us a five-star rating, and write your review. It will all help us share the podcast with other camp lovers like you. Follow us on Instagram at Summer Camp Chronicles and email us at summercampchronicles at gmail.com. Most importantly, check out our website regularly at summercampchronicles.com to find out our most recent set of prompts and to submit your story to come on the podcast with us. The music for the podcast was provided by Lisa Loeb. Lisa is a huge fan of camp, and she graciously allowed us to use her songs on the Summer Camp Chronicles. These and a bunch of other great camp songs are available on her album, Camp Lisa. Proceeds from the sale of that album are donated to help underprivileged children attend summer camps. We hope you'll check it out. As the years go by, I'll think of you inside. This is good night and not goodbye. I wanna linger a little longer, a little longer here with you. I wanna linger a little longer, a little. I wanna leave.